Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Welcome to the Rabbi Kalish official podcast. For more shiurim, go to rabbikalish.com. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. When you're homesick and you can't go to the synagogue, you should pray at the same time as the congregation. Because that means it's an auspicious and valuable time, and you join, that's the halacha, that's the law. You pray at the same time that the congregation prays, because you're part of something. See, even from your home, you're not there, but you apply yourself to there. I spoke yesterday about learning to join a community, learning to join a people, learning to join a moment even when you're not there. In Jewish law, there's, there's something called the Jewish custom. Some, did anybody ever hear of Sudas or Kiveger? If you ever had a story where a relative or a loved one of yours is celebrating a wedding and you don't merit to be there, but it's your wedding also. You celebrate from your home and from where you are because it applies to you. They call it Sudas or Kiveger. Such a custom. So I want to say that I wanted to gather at the inconvenient time. It's typically a break now. It's, there was supposed to be a three-on-three tournament. But I felt that our nation is gathered now hundreds of thousands. We didn't merit to be there. It was complicated to be there as a school. But I felt to gather here now that we're part. We stand with our nation, with our people. I want to share something. One of the speakers that I was able to hear is somebody, Natan Sharansky. I happen to appreciate this Jew a lot. I read his book. Anybody here, I would highly recommend One Bein Asmanim. Not for during this man, but One Bein Asmanim. He wrote a book called Fear No Evil. He is a very, very strong and good person. And he sat in jail in Russia for many years the communists wanted to eradicate the belief in God. And they actively forbade praying to God, studying God's Torah, doing a brismila. They actively forbade many acts of service to Hashem. And Natan Sharansky defied that, and he sat in prison. He sat in prison for many years. He sat in prison in Russia. And Atan Sharansky spoke today, he spoke a few minutes ago at this rally, and he said something cool. He said, I was sitting in prison in Russia all alone, in solitude. He was in solitary confinement, he sat alone in prison in Russia, and somehow he was told, I don't know if a guard told him, I don't know how he got word, but he heard that there were gatherings of American Jews somewhere in Washington protesting for the freedom of Russian Jewry. They were what was behind the Iron Curtain. There were strict laws. They weren't allowed to leave Russia, and they weren't allowed to serve God. Strict, strict laws. And he's sitting in jail, and he said he had tremendous, tremendous strength. He gave strength. He said, I didn't know in my life if I'd ever be able to join my nation. I didn't know if I would ever get out, and the book speaks about his eventual release from jail, Natan Sharansky. And he said, I didn't know if I would ever get out and join my people, but I felt a tremendous strength 
that I'm part of a nation of loyalists to God. I'm part of a nation of people who stand up for truth, for honesty, for decency, for goodness. And he said, I felt a tremendous power in that. I felt energized and I felt Netzach Yisrael Yishakim. I felt this is a people that will ultimately see the truth through and will ultimately win in their desire for a world of godliness, a world of goodness, a world of love. Sitting in prison alone, hearing about Yidin getting together, brought that out of Sharansky. I have no political parts in me. I don't care for politics. I care that we're Yidin, that we're part of a nation of love, of sincerity. The gathering is not to spew hate, it's to spew love. It's to share and spread feelings of connection connection to Yidin and spreading what a Yid is supposed to spread. A Yid is about care and concern, care and concern and being godly and bringing godliness to this world with the Am Hashem, with the nation of Hashem, who was handed Hashem's Torah, with the mission of spreading, of giving over goodness to the world. And that's, and I feel like while Yidin are gathering, it's a beautiful gathering, all Yidin, I definitely, I definitely sense that this difficult situation has brought a unity amongst our people. We're together like I'm 49, I have never seen our people this united. And we're together and we stand together with all Yidin, with all Yidin. I want you to know and I want part of the purpose of this rally was to thank this country that we're in. America is a beautiful country. It's not a political thing to go there. I feel gratitude to the president and to a country that's standing with goodness. The media and social media itself gets very confusing because you'll see posts and blogs and this. Most, 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 an overwhelming majority of the country. I dare say even in colleges. Colleges are loud places and you'll, people could be loud and sometimes falsehood is louder than truth. There's an expression in the Gemara that I want you to be aware of. In the Talmud, there's an expression that an empty barrel makes much more noise than a loud barrel. If you have a barrel that's full and you shake it, it doesn't make so much noise. If you have it because it's just full, nothing moves around so much. An empty barrel makes a lot of noise. And often that's how falsehood works. It sounds loud and so much. The, la the truth often is more subtle, more low-key, more quiet. It doesn't feel the same need to be dominant. It's, it's secure and comfortable, the truth. It's never as loud as falsehood. If you want a parable, I'd like to give a parable to the guys. The halacha in Yiddishkeit is a couple, a couple, a Jewish couple, does not show love in public, does not show open signs of affection a couple. And you'll see a couple married many years, and in public, they like each other, they're allowed to show signs, best friends show, they can look at each other, but they don't touch each other, they don't act overly friendly, they act nice like two best friends. They don't do more than one day with your own wife. The halacha is in public, you don't do more than best friends do in public. Now the love is intense and immense, and sometimes you see you see youngsters who aren't secure in a relationship and all they have is that others think they have. So they'll act very lovey-dovey in public. 
understand the two scenes. You see a couple who are acting very lovey-dovey in public and might be fighting, might be insecure in the relationship. Nothing touches a couple that looks at each other. Picture a Jewish wedding. And the husband and wife see each other from the other side of the mechitza and they lock eyes and they nod. Nothing in the world touches that deep connection to people who hold of each other, who are loyal to each other, who are constructing something together, who would give their lives for each other, who care, who think about each other, who are deeply loyal to each other. Nothing touches that in the world. Now, the external part, you see a couple being all lovey-dovey, external. Is not, I'm not saying that's always bad sometimes. They don't know better, but typically when two people are very secure and they actually have something, they don't need you to know that they have, they just have. There's a secure and comfortable feeling when you have. Those that have don't feel the need for others to know they have. If you're watching your life, a second example, say marriage, you see this. Those that have a close relationship will not feel the need to show it to other people. They don't feel that need. They just have something. When you have it, you don't need others to see it. Rich people, there are two types of rich people. The word of the day will be ostentatious. What does it mean, Avi? Ostentatious. Say the word. Ostentatious. Look up ostentatious, Yassi. Word of the day. Thank you, Yassi. Read it for the guys. Ostentatious. How do you spell it? That's a good question. <laughs> if I knew it. Um, read it loud, everybody. Listen to Yassi loud. <laughs> attracting or seeking to attract attention. Ostentatious is attracting or seeking to attract attract attention. So, thank you, thank you, Yassi. You have the word? Say the word again. Good. It's an important word. It's when somebody tries to show off their wealth and wants to get wants to get noticed for it. Somebody now two people are wealthy. It doesn't mean there's a wealthy person who doesn't feel the need for you to see they're wealthy. And there's a wealthy person who wants others to see it. And the difference is one person has acquired wealth. He really is rich. He can, he's comfortable. The real rich person is happy with what they have. I'm not talking about how much money they have in the bank. Who has, who's connected to their wealth? The one who's secure, just have what I need. They don't have the need for other people to see they have what they need. They have what they need. The one who has not acquired a Kenyan Anefesh, an eternal connection to their wealth, feels the need. All they have is that you see they have. So you see that you see that with scholarship. Real scholars who have secured what they know don't have to prove. The best shiurim, the best shiurim, the best lectures I attend is when the giver of the lecture doesn't say everything he knows. Because it wasn't what the crowd needed to hear. Some people walk out of the lecture, whoa, that speaker's brilliant. All you learned is that he's brilliant. You don't learn anything else. I think he's an idiot, to be honest. Because all you learned is he's brilliant, so I don't think that was a good lecture. And if a person really has wisdom, then they actually hide the wisdom and only share what's necessary because they have it. 
And if you don't have it in a deep way, and you have an insecurity, and you're not connected to it, so then all you have is that others see you have. So never get fooled by something that's loud. When you hear loud, I want you to know we're in a country that dominatingly, overwhelmingly supports honesty and goodness and godliness. And we are, we're mock your type. We're, we have a tremendous gratitude and a part of the rally. I asked, we have the honor of having a nurse in the school. I asked to come together to this meeting that we're having. We have Nurse Ralph here, one of the most special and decent people. honest way. Um, this is not a gathering of nonsense. We're making a gathering during lunch because we're joining our people. I want to say this is a person of honesty, of good values. He's about to celebrate his 49th year of marriage. In a, in a month, how long? First of all, the way, the goodness of the way he cares about us, the way he cares about other guys in yeshiva. Right when this event happened, I wasn't capable of answering back because it was Simchas Tire, it was a holiday. Right away, Nurse Ralph texted me tremendous words of care and concern, and he's somebody who, who stands up for what's true and what's honest and what's real, and a tremendous, really a tremendous person. It's heartwarming because we care about this world, and we want a world as Jewish nation, we care about the whole world. We care about the whole world. We care about the world. Our very mission is to be a light on to the nations, and we're people that very much want goodness for others. The response is not hate today. It's not even, I could say personally, I'm not saying if somebody's mad in a mass, Hamas, they're murderers. They're murderers and they're bad. I do not, all human beings, I want goodness for Arabs. I want good for the men, women, and children. Men, women, and children. It's not the big feeling. Now, there's, there's, if there's hatred to Hamas, I happen, I happen to be thinking mostly about why God allowed this and what he wants from us. And I think the unity that's come out I think we have to be more spreaders of love and goodness and kindness. The response is not the, the toughness of the Jew and the, we're going to fight and we're going to win. We're going to win because we represent something. You can't kill an ideal. You can't kill us on the battlefield. What, what Natan Sharansky was saying, he's locked up and the Soviet Union has him in jail. You can kill people. You can't kill truth. Truth will win. Truth will endure. Truth will never stop. And the commitment for us all is to dig deeper into what's our truth, to connect more in real ways to our truth. We didn't go to Washington. The trip I would have liked, but I'm thinking we're gathered during lunch because we want to connect more to our truth. Be a better brother to your sister. Be a better brother to your brother. Be more kind and gentle to your neighbors. Be more caring. You get an Uber ride, give more love to the Uber driver. Being a Yid means something. It means something. It's about something. We're a godly people commanded to be like Hashem. Mahu Rachum, like His compassion and Afata Rachum. It means being truer. Find out what it means to be a Yid. It means something. I want to say in yeshiva, I have discovered, I came here 15 years ago, I started this school, I was going to like teach and help people. That was my plan. 
And along the way, my life changed. I met the Jewish soul. I met the soul. I watch guys with Shabbos. Kishmak will teach guys I watch guys sing Ka'ech Saif and I connect to Shabbos. Because the Neshama connects to Shabbos. The Jewish Neshama connects to Torah. The human being and the, and the Yid specifically connects to prayer, connects to talking to Hashem. This is in us all. It's in us all. It's in us all. Maishi and I were talking that no ideals have to be acquired. You don't have to work to acquire faith. You have to get rid of blockages. We are made right. You don't have to work to like learning. The soul likes learning. Yisrael v'ayrei sechadu. You have to get rid of blockages, unhealthy pressures, things, insecurities. Am I good enough? Am I chavus? Am I smart enough? You get rid of insecurities, and the Jewish soul likes Shabbos. We're built right by Hashem. We're built right by Hashem. It's not, you don't have to force people. I thought I was going to make people from, and I became from here. I found out about a soul. I thought I was going to like make people and get people. I've stopped it all. I've just become aware of my own soul and your soul as well. Watching people connect to Shabbos Kaidish. We connect to Shabbos. The Neshama gets excited by Shabbos Kaidish. Then we get our bodies involved also. We remove blockages, unhealthy associations and connections. Tyra, a yid learns, a yid's connected to her. We have to remove unhealthy pressures, unhealthy... We sit down in the afternoon, we, have, we call it Musavad. I news you, we learn Tyra. I try to teach one chazal, a pasuk, a mishnah, we learn Tyra. You have to, we sing a little bit, we schmooze, and don't call it. And then, hey, I like, I remember one sitting with the guys, we learned for like two hours, and Abach, like after, like asked me, I don't like learning. So you said, you said that was a party lesson. So we just learned, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Learn the Chazal, a Pasuk, a Kapitel Tillim, Torah. But we have a lot of associations and all different, but the, the, the Jewish, the Yiddish and the Shama that's, that's lofty and elevated. So I want to start. I want for Nurse Ralph is here, is somebody who is a tremendous supporter of the Yeshiva. He's just a good human being. I wanted to do a song. Before we say Kapitel Tillim, we're thanking Hashem that we're in a country of beautiful people. And to me, Nurse Ralph represents everything stunning about this country, about this amazing country of America. And to me, my gratitude to Hashem, who put us in a country of peace and kindness that lets us learn and daven. I'm, I'm hearing Natan Sharansky speak. This man sat in prison for years, guilty of a crime of trying to serve Hashem. And we're Zaychid to be in a country of freedom. There's tremendous appreciation. I want Shlomo to come forward. Is Chaim here also? Okay. Shlomo, come forward. David, you'll come. For Nurse Rav, I want to translate these words. The guys know what it means. I'm asking, they're going to do Mashcheni, they're going to go through the song, then we'll all join in. The words mean, 
Mashcheni means God, it's a prayer to God. Mashcheni, pull me close. Which means please allow me to be aware that you will want me. That my service, that my goodness, that my acts of kindness matter. That the the beauty I'm going to bring to the world matters to you, Hashem. Hashem, pull me close. At the point I realize you want me, Hashem, I am going to run after you, Hashem. We'll run through mountains, we'll, we'll do everything. Pull me close, and at the point I feel wanted, I'll run after you, God. So we'll start with that, so we'll join in, then after you'll do First, you guys.
interesting that I've learned over the years with the guys, I've learned to appreciate music without words a lot. And in some ways, words are, are true and words are eternal, but in some ways, like words could be erased. Then there's like tunes and ideas and things deep inside nobody can touch. Soul no murder can touch. The ideals and truth, no, no, no evil can touch that ideals. In a certain way, songs without words like remind me of that, like the inner, the inner, that which can't be verbalized, can't be erased, can't be challenged. It just is and is true. So I want to ask Chaim and Shlomo David if you could sing the new tune that you that you that you've been teaching us.
I want to say that we find ourselves, and, it, and after this song, we're going to say a few them together, then we'll speak more and sing more, but I want to say we find ourselves gathering a lot, and we're gathering, and one of the things, a lot in our mind is, is, is hostages. They're yid, and it's very overwhelming to try to, like, to try to put ourselves there and think about it. They're people, they're husbands whose wives are being held, and ladies being held captives in, in deep underground. And it's, it's, it's very overwhelming. They're little children, they're grandparents, and they're people being held hostage, which is a very overwhelming thought, and something that we're praying for the freedom. We want each person to be free. Husband to join their wives, wives to join their husbands, children to be back in the embrace of parents, grandparents back with their spouses, children, and grandchildren, and we're praying for hostages. And it's in some of the Psalms, some of the Kapitbuch of Tillam were saying, two of them speak about Enkas Asir, the wail of the captive, Enkas Asir, the cry of the captive, and we're praying as a people to free the captive. And we're certainly, certainly thinking very literal. We're thinking very, very literal about people coming out of hostage and coming out of bands. But it's interesting. We said this morning, Hallel, and in Hallel we said, Hashem, you have freed my bands. You've let me out of prison. And there's a prison that many of us are captured in, and we speak about this specifically. We even say in one of the Psalms, we're going to say, we'd say, Please take me out of my soul's prison. To thank you. If you visualize everybody's soul gets trapped by all different types of noise and nonsense, and there's a freedom of a human being to thank Hashem, to be full of gratitude, full of positivity and love and care, and then the soul gets trapped, gets surrounded, gets blockages, gets distraction, gets anger, and gets trapped. And there's, we, we pray for Itziyomimaskirnashi, free me from my own jail, my own prison, of, of being surrounded and locked in, we all have this part, you could watch a bacher, you watch a guy in yeshiva set free, you watch a guy just becomes free, he's like, ah, he's breathing again, he's living, he's expressing, you watch set free. So I want to say at the same time, of course, we're praying and overwhelmed by physical captives, by people that are captured, whatever happens to our people is saying something to us, it's saying and in, in davening for all the people that are captured, I ask ourselves, we're all in that way, that captive, that's been dominated by all different things that stop us from expressing. We daven, free us from our jail. We just want to thank you. We want to come out. We want to come out of the closet. The places that trap us, that lock us in, all of that. Free us from our prisons. To thank you and to unleash and to come forward. You see a young guy comes to yeshiva. There's no other way to describe it. The guy's in jail. He's, he's locked up by all different experiences that have just shut him down and locked him up. He just needs to come out. And we all need that freedom to come out. So this prayer, we're davening, certainly we're having in mind the captured. And we're asking Hashem for those captured. We're asking for all of us. We say, Hashem, you have opened my bands. 
I want to ask Chaim as a beautiful song of Let My People Go. I don't know if he bent, I think, more the spiritual sense, but now it's the most ever-appropriate song, so Chaim, if you could give a chair Ya filu bi astara shebe soi va astara bevadai gam shom bevadai gam shom let my people go, let my people go, let my people go, let my people go. But in Russia,
forgiveness from Hashem, he forgives, in order to fear him. But if somebody's forgiving, so then it's not so scary. So what does it mean he forgives in order to fear? Do you like that question? What do you hold, Zevi, what's the Yesafarin is strange, no? Giddy, what do you think? He forgives in order to fear? It sounds so... God's forgiving and understanding. And when we make mistakes, he still wants us. The first thing has to be that we say fearing Hashem doesn't mean being scared. Somebody's a tyrant, you're scared. The word yira means to revere. It's a fear that means somebody you're in awe. You're impressed and awe, dazzled by. So it means to revere. Now, why would forgiving revere? One of the worst things in education a parent or a school could do is nothing's good enough. You just never, yeah, yeah, there you I messed up again. And whatever I do is not good enough. God forgives and wants us and looks past, looks mistakes, allows us to have, to have reverence to God. We're in the game. We're always in the game. We would be out of it. If, we, if there was no slicha and things, we messed up, I'm out, I'm bad, you know what I did? There's tremendous amount of shame in the Western world. There's a lot of exposure and a lot of people feel they're out of the game. There's no room in that for reverence to God. We feel disconnected from Hashem. We feel like we're out and no connection or shaykhus. Ki imcha slicha is forgiving and wants us and is interested in us. Laman tivari allows a Yerushamayim, a reverence to Hashem, a care about godliness. It allows it to exist because we're in the game always. You know what those words mean? Is that Pash of Shatmash? Iron, that's the Pshat? Yes, if I your master. I think anyway, whenever we speak that Yerushalayim, Rev. Miller spoke a lot about awareness of Hashem. Rev. Gifter spoke even on Kibbut Aved. It says, Ish ra'u. It says in the Bible that a person should have fear of their parents. So you're supposed to be a scared. I, I promise you, I guarantee you, that Nurse Ralph's children are not scared of me. So what does it mean? A person should be scared. So Rev. Gifter said that it means to revere. It means to revere. It doesn't mean, but it means you wouldn't speak dirty. It means as a certain appearance, as a certain stature to revere. People you have like a deep reverence to. Baskimabi, revere you. You're not afraid of your parents. To revere is like a deep respect. Like, whoa. Like if we have a certain feeling, I went to visit my Rebbe two years ago, Pesach, and I was like shaking. I wasn't scared. He never did. It. He never hurt me. I revere him. Like in front of him, I'm more careful. I'm just, whoa, he's truthful. He's real. He's honest. That's called to revere. It's a deep respect to revere. It's a fear, almost, I would say, a fear born out of respect. That, how would look up? The, could you look up the word? Your phone could look that up. Giddy, look up the word revere. Yehuda, how would you trans? How would you describe reverence as opposed to like a fear of somebody harming you? How would you describe that, Yehuda? Respect. 
respect someone so much, you, you want to be one actor, your truest self, you don't want to be fake at all. Well said, well said. Somebody who brings you your truest self, you know, like, I like that a lot. Thank you, Yehuda. What? Revere? The worst spelling. What had it? Respect for someone. Respect for someone. Respect for someone. Respect for someone. Respect for deep respect or admiration for something or someone. Say it loud, say it loud. Feel a deep respect or admiration for something or someone. Deep respect or admiration for something. But then it's funny, there is some feeling of the afraid, like there is, but it's not it's not afraid of harm. It's not like that. So why does see why does the silly why does the forgiving We're in the game. See, once I'm in the game, then I can connect. If I'm not shy to him, I'm not gonna revere him. I'm just not shy to him. Then I just go on my own merry way. To revere is to connect, to be impressed, to notice, and to tzushto. In Yiddish, we'd say to tzushto, in English, we'd say to apply yourself to it. If I'm just out of the game and have no connection to this, no possibility of connecting, so then I'm not going to revere. I'm just, I'm in a distance and ignore. That's that's my understanding. Is that fair, Chaim? How does Sleepa like, show us that? Like, we don't know people, we don't see the connection with the people. That's what Hashem tells us. He's, in prayers we say, he increasingly forgives. It's, the, the Torah will teach us about Hashem, and through His Torah, He teaches us, I'm into you, I want you. You're not out, you're not out, you're not out. That's consistent in the Torah. Kayan looks sad, he does a terrible affair, and Hashem says, why are you sad? Why are you sad? That's in the Torah, that's a message consistently. I want you, and you're in, and I just... Correct your ways. He wants us. He gives us second chance and ten chance and fifteen chance. He just wants us. We're not out. It's not the truth. This forgiveness, and he lets us be aware of that consistently through the Torah and in the world. We could see that he wants us and will show us. I'm interested. You're not out. It's just not a truth. Why? That allows the human being to have reverence and enter into this relationship. That's what I think it means. We're shy to this relationship. Once I'm in the relationship, what will come? Ah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Nice chat. Viggy said different than I'm saying. I'm saying that it allows us to then have reverence. Viggy says, I revere that alone that you forgive so much makes me revere you. Wow. That because human being wouldn't behave like that wouldn't be so forgiving. I like that. Thank you. Okay, let's do Kofen and Bez. Let's do the next episode. Tell him. We, we have his course the last few weeks. Ben Tyra came to this space Medrash. I'm like, like change the game here. I want to really thank Zebi for being here. And I spoke before that if you have some, something real. Thank you so much. Yes. I, have to, I have to go. I've got to get back to the, to the, uh, the clinic. But you, you're talking about the uh, term revere and the, and the uh, contrasting comparison between revere and respect. And to me, uh, to revere transcends uh, respect. It's almost a spiritual feeling that you have for someone. And uh, I do revere you guys very much, and
And uh, I'll always, I'm never going to stand behind you uh, because I think that's cowardly. I'll always stand by your side in all things. Thank you. I wanna. I what we. Sp I spoke before about when a, a, an empty barrel makes a lot of noise and a loud barrel doesn't make a lot of noise. I've watched in yeshiva impact, had an impact others, and you watch. It's not always loud and something's just nice and true and sincere. I speak about Zevi's impact on yeshiva. He makes plenty of noise, but it's not coming from loud. Just a, a sweet gutta, a good person. Who's Davins beautifully, that's so powerful, and ultimately that's the most impact. The, the, the full barrel doesn't make a lot of noise. Social media throws guys off, but I said for most of the country supports is with is with Eric, so you wouldn't know that from the media. Things are so loud and noisy. Now there's plenty of anti-Semitism that lives, but it's just important to know the truth. Most of the country stands with Klai, so not that we need Hashem standing with us, but to appreciate Hashem that we're in a country that's mostly supportive. The media throws things confusing. It's important, like, the truth has to count. And loud makes a lot more noise. There are plenty of truthful people that are not, like, out there screaming anything. They just have the truth. They're much quieter. It's not as loud. It's interesting. Even the speeches today in Washington, my dream and hope, it's happening as we sit, as we go, happen. I don't, does anybody know, it's, I don't want it to be like speeches of anger. They should sing songs of beauty. We should just be yidden. We're not like screaming back. We're not like imitating another chant. I hope we sing, I hope they just sing Chaim's song, Let My People Go. And just sing and s I listened to two speeches I, I was able to listen to before we started our rally. One was beautiful and loving and I was like so moved and one was a little screaming. A person got mixed up. It's not what we are. No, no, not what we are. You got confused. Now, I don't say we don't get upset as a nation, but what we're moved to right now is to be most deeply us. It's not hate that's in us. It's not hate that's coming out of us. It's not it. No, no. It's not even what's in us or what I find exuding from our nation right now. So I want to, I want to, like, ask to lead this capital till him. Zebi's a yid. The man's a yid. I would have called him a tzaddik before October 7th, before Simchas Torah. Now I say, a, it's a deeper comment. The man's just a yid. He's a yid. He's a yid. He's a yid. I appreciate my sheet, Kalish, came together with Zebi and watched the friendship and the beautiful interactions. Two friends, two B'nai Torah, two lofty people. So I'm going to ask Zebi Karoli to lead Kofman Bay's Thank you,
Kapitel Kuf Yodalit to sing with us. Sing it with us. You can do the same tune as this morning. But if you can sing, we'll sing it together. Instead of response, we will all sing together. Kuf Yodalit. It's from Halal. It's Kapitel Kuf Yodalit. Kuf Yodalit. Kuf Yodalit. You can even do the same tune you did this morning if you want. Or a different tune.
has a very, very short capital, Tilim Kuf Yod Zayin. Rev. Ezi will start some tune for Kuf Yod Zayin. But I want, yeah, I want Rev. Ezi, I'll give him time, I'll ask a question. A Kuf Yod Zayin is a, one of the sword, any tune you want. Shmakavarma tune, Kuf Yod Zayin. It's a very short capital, Tilim. The capital, Tilim Kuf Yod Zayin, is actually all of. Tup Sukkim, one of the shortest capital Tillim, it's Tup Sukkim. It's the shortest. But um, in this capital Tillim, somebody ever asks you to say Tillim and you want to say a short one, say Kuf Yod Zayin. And in Kuf Yod Zayin, it says Shabchu, it says Shabchu Kola Umim. All the nations praise Hashem. Why? Ki Gavra Aleinu Chastai, for He has done kindness to us. And the question, Avi, is why do the nations thank Hashem? He's done kindness for us. We should. Gavra Aleinu Chastas means he knocks us over this chesed. I love the expression. Gavra Aleinu Chastas is like Kukvura. The chesed like bowled us over. Gavra Aleinu Chastas. The chesed is overwhelming of Hashem. Ki Gavra Aleinu So why does it say Shabchu Kolo Umim? Why do the nations, we should thank Hashem. Shmuel, you ever wonder that? The Gemara is this Hashem. This is a cash of the Talmud. What do we say? Halus Hashem Kolgayim. All the nations thank Hashem. Shabhu Kola Umim. Kigavra Aleinu Chastai. The simplest answer is that Klal Yisrael is good for the world. And we're meant to be a light to the nations. And ultimately they'll appreciate a nation that's actually good for the world. A kindness for the world. That's the simplest answer. Another possibility and truth is we don't know how much they've planned against us. We don't know how many things we're saved from. We just see that we, we, don't, we have no idea. We just don't know. The Gayim know all the things that were thwarted, all their attempts against us. So, Shabchu Kolaum, Kigavrlin Chas, they're like, these people, we tried to. That we just say their missiles don't work. They're like pathetic shooters. They throw a bomb. A thousand bombs have left Gaza and fallen in Gaza from Gaza. That's what Israel reports. A thousand of their bombs malfunctioned and landed in Gaza. Now, that's confusing to us. So we just say, maybe they're just such bad shots. They're not exactly the curry of the bomb. Like, they're just not good shooters. But they know that in the practice runs, they shoot them and they go where they want. Perhaps they know more than us. So, Shabchu Kola Umim, the nations praise Hashem. They say, well, you like, you protect these people, you thwart our plans. So in some ways they may praise more than us. So that's also a possibility of an answer. Rebezi, a beautiful song, Capital
Let's end. That's, we got it down in Mincha. We, can, we can't stop. End this capital. There's a big three-on-three tournament. We're watching Abby. You know how to play in Shlema? Where's David? Is David here? You call David Del, tell him he's here. Kayliyat's right there. One day, so do one day for the family. Do one day first. One day, let's go. 
You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myron McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.